Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this 139th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests on this episode include visits I've shared this week with Dr. Ian Smith about his new novel, Wolf Point, which is available now. We also visit with actress Natalie Martinez about the new NBC series, Ordinary Joe. We'll also talk with actor Eddie Gathagi. Got a new Netflix Western movie, The Harder They Fall. We also talk about the weekend picks for the NFL and college football with Brandon Langan. Maybe a little spicy story as well. We'll also talk with actor Harry Shum Jr. His new movie, Broadcast Signal Intrusion, is available now. And also, country singer and songwriter Cody Weaver has a new single and accompanying video for One About the Devil that will be available October 29th. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, comment, leave some feedback, check out the shop, and share with your friends. Now, here's an interesting marketing strategy. A&W is trying to get more people into their restaurants by insulting our intelligence. Now, back in the 80s, they tried to compete with the McDonald's Quarter Pounder by selling a third pound burger for the same price. But it failed because people were confused by fractions and thought a quarter pound was bigger than a third of a pound. So now A&W is bringing that burger back, but changing the name. Instead of a third pounder, they're calling it a three-ninths pound burger. Obviously, the whole thing is tongue-in-cheek, but they're hoping the bigger numbers will make people understand it's larger than a quarter pounder and actually not smaller. A friend of the show, he's been on with us several times. Actually, uh, I, I was about 50 pounds heavier last time we visited and uh, took some of his little keys. Well, this book is not going to talk about uh, the health quite so much. Uh, Wolf Point, we've got Dr. Ian K. Smith with us. And Dr. Ian, always good to see you, my friend. Cam, always great to see you. And congrats on the weight loss. You look fantastic. Well, thank you, sir. Tell us <laughs> tell us about Wolf Point. And I know this is a, the, the follow-up. And How did you delve into uh, and get away from the health writing, if you will? Yeah, well, I, don't, I, I like to say that I'm expanding. I'm still doing health writing. In fact, in April, I have a new book called Plant Power, which talks about eating more plant-based foods and less animal-based products, not going completely vegetarian and vegan, but really being able to flip the switch as far as what percentage of plant-based products, increasing that percentage. So I've done it personally and I feel great. So I have that book coming in April, but every fall I write a novel and Wolf Point is the second novel in my detective series, uh, Ash Kane is the Detective. It's a story that's based in Chicago uh, because Chicago is a great backdrop for these kind of gritty books. Chicago has everything. It has great restaurants. It has all the sports teams, which many of them are very good. It's got a great skyline against the beautiful lake, but it also has a lot of grit. Um, and for those who've never been to Chicago, Chicago is the political corruption of Chicago is part of who it is. It's part of the DNA. So <laughs> I really wanted to set the novels in Chicago because Chicago was a character. In this case of Wolf Point, it actually is about a well-connected, politically connected man whose body is found half submerged in the Chicago River where the three branches meet, which is called Wolf Point. Um, of what the medical examiner said was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And this guy was very charismatic. He was a big, big shot and well-connected, wealthy. And so two years later, his kids come to our guy, Ash Kane, and say to him, tell us what really happened to our dad. We don't believe he killed himself. And thus the ride begins. 
Now, uh, you have to delve in as, as a doctor and, and as a health guru as well. You really have to delve into the information to really get all of the information out there. And I'm sure you did none different for the novel perspective as well, right? Well, yeah, I love to research uh, my books. Um, the privilege of writing a novel in fiction is you're allowed to create everything and it can be completely your imagination. However, because like you said, my career has been in the nonfiction research-based world I'm just a researcher. So even when I write my fiction, I research the proper process. Who shows up first on the scene of a crime scene? Uh, how do the police collect evidence? How do they document evidence? All these things that are in the book are actually, actually true. And it makes the book more authentic. When you read Wolf Point, and if you've never been to Chicago, you will feel like you, you're in Chicago. All the streets go in the right direction. All the restaurants are there. Uh, it's almost, Someone said to me, Reading my books, it's like a, a, a food map and a road map to Chicago. They felt like they were in the city. So I just love researching and giving people the background and little history of different things like the communities and the different leaders and such. Now, how different is the inspiration to write these books and, and how much do you feel a part of the each character? Do you, do you kind of have to separate yourself from reality for a while while you're writing the novel? Yeah, you know, as an author, you know, you, you totally lose yourself into the world, which is fun. It's different than nonfiction. Nonfiction is pretty linear. These are the facts. Let me translate it for you so you can understand it. Whereas fiction is just kind of everywhere. So you create this world. And the fun part, I think, as the author, it's almost like an artist in a canvas. You kind of create the picture that you want. Uh, I like to read this genre. It's my favorite genre to read. I watch it on Netflix and other streaming services all the time. And so I write in the way that I like to consume. So there are lots of plot twists. It moves very fast. I'm very happy when people tell me they were up to two or three o'clock in the morning because they had to read one more chapter. Uh, I love kind of suspenseful, heart racing um, kind of books. And, um, and so, you know, I think authors do well when they're able to write what they consume and what they like. It just makes it a much easier process. Now, what is going to be next in, in the Ash series for you? Well, we actually um, just got picked up, uh, option to become a TV show. And so we just finished the deal on that. So it's going to become a streaming service soon. Um, so I'm excited about that. I also have already written a third book, which is called The Overnights, which is a book about a local anchor who's involved in a ratings war and is being stalked and all of a sudden the body turns out. So I plan on releasing an Ash Kane novel uh, for many years to come every fall and in the spring, every April, uh, releasing a health book. Well, that's good stuff. And uh, TV shows, other other engagements going on as well. I mean, Dr. Ian Smith, want to make sure and let our listeners know, how can they keep up with uh, your ever-evolving world, sir? Sure. My website is dryansmith.com, spell the doctor out. And my Instagram, which I'm very active on, is Dr. Ian Smith, the same. Make sure you spell the doctor out, I-A-N Smith. And on Twitter, I am D-R Ian Smith. There you go. Well, Dr. Ian Smith, always great to visit with you, my friend. I, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule. And I guess we'll look forward to a spring visit. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, people can go to Amazon to pick up a copy of Wolf Point, And I always love talking to you. Congrats on the weight loss again. If you asked the average American what the most stressful age of their lives was, they'd probably say however old they are right now. But there is an actual answer, according to research. A new study found the average American feels the most stressed at 36. 
They didn't explain how they got to that number, so we're assuming it was just average response from a poll. But it makes sense. People are really drilling into adulting by that age with a mortgage, family, and career, and their 30s may be the decade they have the least amount of free time. There is some good news, though. Nearly two-thirds of people say they're better at managing stress than they were 10 years ago, although 18% of people say they feel stress all the time. People say sleep problems is the number one thing that tips them off that they're stressed. Headaches are number two, followed by food cravings, high blood pressure, and brain fog. We're going to be talking about NBC's new show, Ordinary Joe. And uh, from that, we've got Natalie Martinez on the line with us. And first off, Natalie, appreciate you taking some time. Thank you for having me. Now, the, the new show, Ordinary Joe, tell us, uh, tell our listeners, if they haven't seen the, the previews, the trailers, uh, a little what to expect from the new show. Well, basically, it's one of those natural questions we ask ourselves all the time. It's what if. So this show explores those what ifs. Joe, who is at a crossroads after his college graduation, is faced with three decisions, whether it be based on family, love, passion. So we kind of see him make each of those decisions and live vicariously through him. So it, it gives us a chance to see those roads not taken. And for you, the role of, uh, of Amy, how close is, uh, is Amy to the real Natalie, if you will? You know, I think, um, well, I, I am not running for Congress. <laughs> so that's definitely one thing that we don't have in common. But, um, you know, she's, she's very determined. She sees the best in people. And it's so funny because I feel like every time she's with someone, she kind of pushes them to be the best that they can be. And I feel like, you know, that's probably something where, you know, we, we kind of are alike, where I just always see the good in people, and I always just want everyone to do their best and be their best and just full of support, you know, and I've had that growing up as well, and I know how important that is. So I think that's one of the similarities that we have. But she's a very strong person. She's trying to find her truth, which is also something that I relate to um, in every one of her lives. What's important to her is being true to herself and her morals and her ethics and, and what she thinks is right. And the, the whole premise of, based on the choices that we make. And how do you think, Natalie, this fits into the times that we live in right now and maybe the hope or the lost hope that we've, we've seen so many times? Oh, I think we've, you know, I think we've seen how important these decisions that we make really are, you know. And I think this is definitely something very relevant right now. And I think it's just relevant in everyday life, not just because of the times that we're in, but I think it's something we've always thought about. You know, and what I like about the show is that it also gives us a, a, a little bit of a break from reality, which I think, you know, is what entertainment's there for. Um, and it kind of lets you get involved into a story of, you know, family, of relationships, about life, and about choices, you know, and, and it's something that you can kind of get lost in for a bit. But, uh, but I think, you know, with everything that's going on right now, our choices are the only things that we have, you know, so we have to really protect those. And Natalie, when you work on a project like this, how has how has the project Ordinary Joe, how has it affected you personally? Well, I mean, I've been away from home for the last four months. <laughs> so I miss my dogs, I miss my home, I miss my friends. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, it only affects me in, in positive, good ways. I mean, I'm very lucky to be working, which a lot of people, you know, I can't say the same for in these hard times. 
Um, and I, I'm very grateful to be in the position I'm in and creating a show with such amazing people. Um, and it's just been, it's been a positive experience all around. And what, what was your big binge uh, in the times that you've been home? What was your latest binge that you've had watching? What did I not see is the question. <laughs> because I feel like we've all just like ran to our TVs and dove head first. Um, I think Outlander was probably the one that, that kept me in bed for the longest amount of hours ever. Um, I felt like I still think about them, like if they're real people. Um, <laughs> so I definitely dove in. My boyfriend would be working, and I'd just be, like, with headsets, watching it on my iPad in the kitchen. I'd be in the bedroom watching it in the bedroom. I'd be in the car watching it on my phone. Like, I did not stop without that. <laughs> Again, new episodes of uh, NBC's new fall drama, Ordinary Joe, Monday nights, 10 Eastern, 9 local time on NBC. And Natalie, I always want to make sure and let our listeners know where they can keep up, uh, maybe find more about the show, but also everything you've got going social media-wise as well. Oh, awesome, yeah. Um, You can always follow me at I am, I am Natalie Martinez. I am Natalie Martinez. You made it easy on us. Yeah, very easy. And then the show, I mean, Ordinary Joe, you can catch it on Peacock. You can see it on Hulu. uh, You can see it on NBC. So there's options out there. Don't miss it. Do want to say thanks to our sponsor for today's episode, Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road in Altus, Oklahoma. They've got Wacky Wednesdays where they spin the wheel for extra savings for you, plus their Super Saturday where disposables are buy one, get one half off. For more information, you can call 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8273. They've got new hardware and, of course, the largest selection of disposable flavors in southwest Oklahoma. That's Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road. Now, we do talk a lot about texting and driving, but here's something that doesn't get as much press for some reason. A guy near Toronto got pulled over Wednesday for driving while playing a flute with both hands. He was sitting at a red light, playing along to a song on his iPod, then the light changed and he continued to play as he started driving again. Some cops happened to be out doing distracted driving enforcement and pulled him over. Now, they posted a photo of the flute, which was made of wood, not metal. Now, they weren't able to provide the name of the song that he was playing along to, but they did give him a ticket and told him not to flute and drive ever again. Do you know him from the big screen? I personally know him from the small screen on Justified, uh, my my latest binge I just finished again. Got the uh, Netflix original Western film, The Harder They Fall. In theaters, dropping on Netflix next month, Eddie Gethagi with us today. And uh, first off, Eddie, good to visit with you, my friend. Oh, the pleasure is 50% mine. <laughs> now, Eddie, tell us how excited you are about uh, the movie releasing tomorrow. And I-, I tell you, the cast you got to work with, unbelievable, the cast on this film. Yeah, the cast is pretty tremendous. It's, it's, you, you say the movie's coming up, and I almost have to pinch myself because... This movie existing is nothing short of a miracle. We shot it. Uh, we shot it during COVID. So the fact that we actually finished principal photography, um, it just it just it's beyond me. 
And I think it's a very special film, and I think it's an important conversation, and I can't wait for people to, to find this film. Now tell us what it's like to, to, to be in an original Western film in the midst of COVID. I mean, with all of the extra stuff going on, putting out uh, a Western at this time, was, was there, what were the extra challenges for you, Eddie? Well, I think the, uh, the, pre- the prevailing threat was the shutdown, and that threat never went away. In fact, we were shut down the day before we went into physical uh, shooting, and we had to step away for several months while everybody tried to figure out uh, what was going on with this virus. And then when we came back to resume filming in September, you know, we suffered a couple of shutdowns, but then we ultimately wrapped, you know, at the end of December. Um, so I would say the, the primary challenge was was COVID uh, because emotionally it just does something to, to a production. But the other challenges are the usual challenges, you know, weather, inclement weather. It was, it was extremely hot. It was extremely cold in Santa Fe, but then the landscapes were gorgeous and the sets were practical, which allowed us to really just get into the, the mindset of what it would have been like to, to ride around in the ranges in the 1800s. So, you know, where the challenges were, that was also where the growth was. And Eddie, if folks haven't seen the trailer, I actually just finished watching the trailer again before we visited. Uh, tell our listeners what they can expect from the new film as well, sir. Uh, what I'm excited about, first of all, I think I think the movie's entertaining, and if you like movies, you're gonna love this one. So you, uh, I have no doubt that people will just have a good time. But one of my favorite aspects about this story is all the characters are based on historical figures. So if you like a specific character, and most people have their favorites, and they're usually different because all the characters are are cool you have an opportunity to now read about the real historical figure that it's based on, which I think is a really clever way to do a Western. It's a reimagining of a Western, but it's not a, it's not a reimagining of, of a Western in the sense that um, we're rewriting history. We're, we're writing a wrong because historically people of color have been left out of Westerns where they really truly existed in that time period. Um, but the, the existence of this film is going to allow people to reimagine what a Western should be. Now, you have the role of, of Bill Pickett in this, and what kind of research did you do to kind of get into the skin of the character uh, before coming on set? Well, that was a lot of fun because, as I mentioned, characters are based on real figures, so there's lots of literature uh, that you can find that supports your, your homework assignment. Um, and then you just take what works for you and what you connect with and then you 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 sort of build the fictional version of that guy because this is a this is your classic revenge tale the good guys versus the bad guys but we're all outlaws so bill pickett was a real life cowboy and a showman and an actor he wasn't an outlaw uh but he is in this film so there's a combination of of the reality and the research and then your imagination and your homework, your, your character homework. Now, aside from The Harder They Fall, I know you stay busy doing uh, doing voice work, uh, television work as well. What what other projects you got right around the bend as well? I just finished production on a Apple Plus TV series uh, that's been going on for two years called For All Mankind. And it's a, it's a space show set in an alternate history where the Soviet Union lands on the moon before the u.s and what happens if the arms race never truly stopped and i joined season three which is due to come out i think in in q2 of next year 
Um, and it's a, it's a really beautiful show with a ter- tremendous performances. The showrunners and the directors allow their actors to breathe and just be moment to moment. So it's not, it's not high octane, cut, 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 cut. It's just really lived in dr- drama. And, and if you like that kind of show, then you would love For All Mankind. So I got that and, uh, you know, and just working on a couple of other side projects. I'm, I'm on a writing deadline, so I'm in Paris right now. Uh, working on the draft of the script. That's good stuff. Now, Eddie, if folks want to uh, to find more information, not only about the movie, the uh, the upcoming series as well as everything else you're working on, where's the where's the best place to keep up with you? Maybe website and social media wise. My my social media handles. I mean, I'll give them to you, but I don't even I don't even recommend that you follow me because I'm not active. You know what I mean? And it's just my name. It's I am Eddie Gasegi. Uh, and that's both Twitter and uh, Instagram. Have you ever met somebody who says, here's my Instagram, don't follow me? <laughs> You're a first. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, again, the uh, the new movie is available. He's excited about it. We are, too. The Harder They Fall, check it out. Also dropping on Netflix November the 3rd. Eddie, it has been great to visit with you today, sir. I, I wish you a great rest of your week, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again real soon. Same to you. God bless you. Have a great day. poll earlier this week found that sitting in traffic is the number one thing we're annoyed about coming back now that things are opening back up. Now a separate survey looked at how much time we saved by not having to commute. The average employee has saved 252 hours by working from home and not having to drive into work every day. 80% of people say that extra time has helped them accomplish more things. And the top things that we've been able to do are exercise more, get chores done, and learn new skills. It is time for our weekly visit with our good friend, uh, Brandon Lang, the host of the podcast, The Best Damn Sports Betting Podcast, period. Uh, First off, Brandon, always good to visit with you, my friend. What's up, brother man? Doing all right, and uh, getting into another week of uh, of college and NFL football. Any any big surprises thus far in the season for you, sir? Well, in your neck of the woods, um, Texas continuing to collapse under Steve Sarkeesian, um, blowing games. Maybe that doesn't look such uh, such a great hire. Your your Oklahoma State Cowboys sitting there undefeated, getting people a little bit excited right there. Uh, Another big game for them at Iowa State after the big win at Texas last week. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting ball game there. And, and you know, Clemson's fall from grace. Um, yeah, they got the nice win last week at Syracuse, but in their six games this year, Clemson has yet to cover a game. They're 0-6 against the spread. Um, but they do find themselves in the role of the underdog, which is the first time they've been an underdog in the last uh, – Probably the first time they've been a dog in the ACC conference play in the last seven years. So wow. pretty interesting there. They're getting a nice big juicy three-and-a-half number from Pittsburgh, which, by the way, I actually like Clemson this week as an underdog. I always say if you can get Nick Saban plus the points, Dabo Sweeney plus the points, Ryan Day plus the points, um, Lincoln Riley plus the points, anytime you get these these top four schools plus points, you don't even handicap the game. You just take them. So I think Clemson gets their first cover of the year. But that's about it. I mean, it's uh, we're at the halfway point. Things are going to get it pretty interesting here. 
That's right. And uh, the the NFL side of things, uh, any big surprises so far in the, on the NFL side for you? Well, I think the the elephant in the room is the, the Kansas City Chiefs. You, know, you spend all that you spend all that money putting your offensive line together, and, and off the Super Bowl loss, we got to protect Patrick Mahomes. Well, that's all fine and dandy. Great job. Way to go. Way to go. Load up that offensive line. But on the flip side of that, you didn't do anything for your defense, and now you got the worst defense in the NFL. And you look at their three wins this year. The three wins the Chiefs have this year. Cleveland week one, which Cleveland should have won the game. Cleveland handed it to the Chiefs. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. That's their three wins. And, and, and people keep putting them up on that pedestal. You can't win football games in the NFL against elite teams with that bad a defense. And so this week they go into Tennessee, and I think they're going to lose again. I think Tennessee, I think Derrick Henry's going to run for over 200 yards. I think that Tennessee's offense is going to do whatever they want at home. And I think the Chiefs go into Tennessee and get beat outright. So that's the, the big story. And, of course, Arizona. I mean, Arizona has scored 30 points or more in every single game this year but one, and that was the 17-7 home win two weeks ago against their division rival San Francisco. Kind of throw that game out. It's a division rival. They play it different. But when they went into the Rams, against that Rams defense and beat the Rams 37-20. You start going on the road and beating L.A. 37-20 by 17, um, they're a legit 6-0. and It's going to be interesting to see how they handle these last 11 games uh, of the season. But the fall of Kansas City and the rise of Arizona, two biggest surprises in the NFL. What is in store on the, the latest episode of the podcast, my friend? Well, we're taping it tonight. We'll uh, We'll break down the Whatever pops into my head, whatever story I remember that I haven't, you know, the Monica, I, for, I had forgotten until somebody brought it up, a buddy of mine, he says, you should tell the Monica Lewinsky story on the podcast. Her, her documentary just came out uh, a couple weeks ago, or her little docu-series came out uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was set up on a blind date with Monica, and, and uh, she told my best friend Chris, his wife went to high school with Monica, I was set up on a blind date with her, and afterwards, uh, Nisa called me and said she wants to go out with you. Now she's cute. I'm not, you know, you know, she's cute. Little, little hefty for my taste, but sometimes you look across that table and you see that kind of cute face, and you're like, hey, this would be a presidential takedown if I, if I went out with Monica. I would. I, I and I told, I told Nisa, I said, listen, the only reason why I go out with her is to hit it and quit it. And, and be able to say that Bill Clinton and I, uh, I have something in common with the uh, former president of the United States. I said, un- uh, unfortunately, I think that would strain our friendship. And she said, yeah, it probably would. But looking back on it now, Chris and Nisa got divorced two, week- two years later, so it wouldn't have mattered. So after further review, we have a reversal. I should have did the presidential takedown. I should have I hit it and quit it with Monica. But I didn't do it, and that's a little, little regret that I have. But uh, podcast is good. College football this week. Take a look at Syracuse plus the points over Virginia Tech. Um, Syracuse is on the rise right now, and uh, I do like Oklahoma State plus the points over Iowa State. Uh, I keep going back to when you can go into Boise on that blue carpet and hold Boise scoreless in the second half, which is what they did, um, I think you have to take Oklahoma State plus the points. NFL, keep riding the Baltimore Ravens at home. I'm going to the Raiders game here in Vegas against Philadelphia. I will buy the half point late, two and a half with the Raiders. 
And last but not least, the Titans will beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Take the Titans outright. All right. Well, again, you can uh, find more info on the website, brandonlang.com, and uh, be sure and check out the podcast anywhere you get those. And, Brandon, here's to another successful weekend, brother. Let's go. Your mouth to God's ears. All right, brother. Do want to say thanks to our sponsor for today's episode, Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road in Altus, Oklahoma. They've got Wacky Wednesdays where they spin the wheel for extra savings for you, plus their Super Saturday where disposables are buy one, get one half off. For more information, you can call 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8273. They've got new hardware and, of course, the largest selection of disposable flavors in southwest Oklahoma. That's Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road. We're coming up on the spookiest week of the year, but it turns out that some people are easier to scare than others. A recent study found that scary stories don't just work on some of us, and it has to do with something called mind blindness. The clinical term is aphantasia. It's when someone can't really picture things in their head. So telling them a scary story and setting the scene just doesn't work that well. Up to 1 in 20 people have it. Researchers recently told people scary stories half had mind blindness and half didn't, and they basically proved it's true. The scary stories didn't work on them, but scary images did. So it wasn't because they had a higher scare threshold in general. The stories just didn't paint a picture. You know him from the big screen. You know him from the small screen. Got a uh, a big screen movie I'm excited to talk about, Broadcast Signal Intrusion. We've got Harry Shum Jr. on with us today. And Harry, always good to visit with you, my friend. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Thank you so much. Now, tell our listeners, I, I remember back in the uh, broadcast uh, intrusions that took place in Chicago back in the late 80s. And uh, how cool was it to kind of delve back into that for the new movie? Oh man, it was it was cool. It was eerie. It was it was unsettling. It was all those things. But yeah, for people who don't know, like uh, like you said, it, this these intrusions uh, were inspired by real events, uh, specifically the one in Chicago where it happened twice, where a newscaster was just showing sports highlights, and all of a sudden someone hijacked the the signal and with a mask on and just saying things that were inaudible and. And then went away after 30 seconds and um, FCC got involved, FBI got involved. And 30 years later, they just still haven't figured it out. So this movie, um, you know, is inspired by that, but also takes it a little further by these intrusions, possibly connecting to the protagonist who I play, um, James, a video archivist. He has a, a wife that still mysterious, had a mysterious death uh, that happened three years prior and and he's starting to find connections between these intrusions and goes down this rabbit hole. Now for you, how hard was it to get mentally wrapped around maybe the eighties? I know that's, that's a little before your time, Harry. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> definitely, it's, uh, you know, the, 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 it's funny. Cause like these, it, it jumps between like the eighties to nineties. To Cause the nineties, the I kind of remember like, but you know, the eighties for sure. Like when the, when you watch the, with the VHS and the analog controllers <laughs> and uh, the technology that was there was just, it was actually really fun to just have things that were tactile and it wasn't just the screen that you were touching. 
um, you know, what is, it's always like, what does this do? What does this do? What does this do? <laughs> this the question. Um, but I mean, getting ready for this, for this film, it's just, you know, having a really great team is I think the biggest key is, you know, we had a, our, our director, Jacob Gentry is just incredible. His, his vision is, is something I, I just completely trusted. And so just going down this journey with him was, was, it just really felt like I had a, I had a lot of partners in crime and in, in the movie and on set. And how much different, I, I know, Harry, last time we spoke, uh, things had already started to change a little bit in the process of making films. How much different was it for this one? This one is interesting because we shot this in 2019, um, in the end of 2019. So, you know, the, the world at, at that time, we're just like, do, 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 <laughs> and it's like, cool, okay, well, this is going to come out. I'll see you in a little bit, you know, and, and next thing you know, uh, uh, it, it looks very different, and you know, even the release of this film is 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 very different. But uh, I mean, the cool part is that you know people can enjoy this during Halloween um, in various ways. You know, they can stream it, they can they can go to the theaters and select theaters as well. Now, Harry, how has how has the the pandemic and the releasing stuff how how does that change things for for you, the actor and the the creators as well? How much different is the is the landscape due to the releasing changes? Uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's, uh, sometimes it's just random, you know, because it, it, the world is is shifting in different ways, and 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 you know, I I, I think you just got to have to. In terms of for, for us, you just have to roll with the punches. You know, I know last year promoting um, uh, All My Life, it was it was uh, this movie that I had. It was completely just isolated in the home. Every Zoom I did, I got really familiar with Zoom, became my best friend. Uh, <laughs> and, and that was the only entry point to, to getting to, to people. And, and you know, you kind of have to just roll with the punches. But this one, luckily, you know, there's some people who feel a little more comfortable going out and 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 that's been great but also this movie kind of is an interesting tape because it's like these intrusions that happen in tv but you're actually inviting them into your home um in 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 a in a very different way but it's you know you just kind of have to adapt and that's really i think what acting is about it's adapting to your environment in some way now, how much different is uh, is the Halloween celebration at your house going to look this year? I, I know the little one's got to be uh, uh, more excited about Halloween this year than last, right? Oh yeah, she is, she understands the concept like and very clearly, more <laughs> clearly than I thought. And 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 for some reason, like she is just obsessed with spiders, and it just wants the and, and oddly enough, every every house has so many spiders. I don't know if I just didn't notice it <laughs> previous years. Outside. Like she's just like pointing every spider out, every spider web out. Um, so luckily she didn't want to dress as a spider and she's, she's definitely in the, in the Lion King kind of uh, realm r- right now. So that that's, she's obsessed with that. And um, so we're possibly going to dress up as one of the characters, uh, specifically Timon and Pumbaa, <laughs> which will be fun. That's awesome. Well, again, the uh, the horror thriller broadcast signal intrusion in theaters and on demand. It is available now. Harry, I always want to make sure and let our listeners know where to find uh, the, the movie. Also, uh, find more information, everything you've got going social media wise, brother. Yeah, yeah. You can um, you can catch broadcasting intrusion um, on demand on or also on Apple TV, Prime Video and, and in select theaters around the country. Um, and 
course, you can follow me on Instagram at Harry Shum Jr. Uh, the same one on Twitter. And give me a holler there. There you go. Well, Harry, always good to visit with you, sir. I hope you guys have a great Halloween and look forward to talking again real soon. Thanks. You too, Cameron. Appreciate you. Now, this whole hard seltzer trend has officially hit the, wait, this must be a joke stage. Bud Light is selling a new eggnog-flavored hard seltzer for the holidays. Now, it's part of a new Variety 12-pack called the Ugly Sweater Pack, which they also did last year. But three of the four flavors are new, Seltzer Nog, Sugar Plum, and Cherry Cordial. The fourth one is Cranberry, which was also in last year's Ugly Sweater Pack. They'll be available nationwide starting November 1st. Of course, this comes on the heels of the Fall Flannel Pack that they started selling in September. That one included Pumpkin Spice, Maple Pear, Apple Crisp, and Toasted Marshmallow Seltzers. Got a new single, a video going along with that as well, that is going to be released next Friday, the 29th. We've got Cody Weaver on the line with us. And uh, first off, Cody, appreciate you taking the time, brother. I appreciate you having me on, Cameron. I'm really excited to be here talking to you. Now tell us uh, about the single, One About the Devil. And I mean, this uh, this kind of leaning into that Halloween thing, my friend? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I wrote the song a couple years ago, and, and uh, you know, it's... We've been working on a music video and weren't sure how how dark we were able to get away with taking it, you know. And so I said, hey, let's release it around Halloween time. And, uh, you know, we can kind of use that to hype it up a little bit. So uh, it just worked out that way. Um, and, I, you know, I'm glad I did. We were able to make it kind of spooky and, uh, you know, up for everybody's interpretation. And you know, I'm, I'm real excited to get it out. Yeah, we had a chance to uh, watch the video last week whenever we got the news about the single as well. Love the video, love the sound. And Cody, where does the sound come from for you? This is this is kind of our introduction into you as well. So where does the sound come from for you? Well, um, for one, I have a killer band. Uh, they're all local guys here with me. Uh, they come in and, and, you know, we compose a lot of this music together um typically i get an idea and um, write some lyrics to the acoustic and you know my guys come in and and we really iron out some intricate you know arrangements and uh we just have a lot of fun with it um we take all of our influences um you know some of my guys are metal guys and uh and you know i, I grew up listening to bluegrass and old uh, outlaw country so um you know we try to do a little mix of everything and try to do our own thing we wanted it to sound know like a nod to uh traditional country but uh you know mixed in our own sort of sound the debut ep released last year and uh since the release obviously we've all been dealing with pandemic wise uh things and for an up-and-coming artist what challenges have you, have you had to face that you weren't expecting well um i mean the biggest the biggest hit was all the shows that got canceled. Um, you know, a lot of them being last minute, you know, a couple of days beforehand and stuff like that. And, you know, when you're at my level and, uh, which is not a very high level, you know, when, when we, you know, we hurt for these shows. So we, we put tons of time and effort and money into these things. You know, we're not backed by big labels and everything. So when they get yanked out from underneath us, it hurts. Um, it kind of felt like it killed our momentum a little bit. You know, we got the EP out there, um, during 2020, which was, 
you know, a good a good use of our time while we weren't playing shows. Um, but I'd say that was the biggest the biggest blow to us was just not being able to really play the amount of shows that we'd like to. Um, but you know, it's it's okay. You know, me and my band all have full time jobs and. And, you know, we're able to make it and still cut our music here in the studio. I built I built a little studio on my property. And um, so, you know, we're able to still do our thing. You know, we're not out playing live all the time. I do have a, a big show coming up in Sanford, Florida in November, if I'm allowed to plug that here. Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, um, just, just trying to adapt over the last couple of years and, and try to make good use of our time and not, not lose momentum and, uh, you know, for me, it's not really about staying relevant anyway. Um, I just don't want to lose steam and, and have our art suffer for it. So if we can continue cranking out good songs, then I'm happy. You guys all being local, was working on the music, was that something you guys were able to delve a little bit more into, maybe the songwriting process? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, sometimes, you know, when you're in the, you're in the studio in Nashville or something, you're in a, set, a session, you know, you got an hour or two to, to fiddle around with things and... And, uh, you know, not to take anything away from those guys, those guys are fantastic musicians. You know, there's a reason why I'm down here and not up there. I'm just not at that level of, uh, you know, on-the-spot songwriting. But we're able to sit here and really curate our songs and, and, and you know, make them sound exactly how we want them to sound and, and, and kind of go deep into, you know, the intricacies of every instrument. Now, what about the devil? Was this one written pandemic time frame? Was was that why the darkness came in, or was this, uh, <laughs> or is this just the regular dark that you have? <laughs> this is just dealing with some darkness. So, one about the devil, it tackles some really deep issues for me. Um, you know, with breaking general generational curses and whatnot. Um, you know, and it, it, as ironic as it is, I know that I'm going to get some pushback from the church community that I was deeply involved in for a long time, um, but. Um, it's even got a biblical, you know, message to it of, of taking up your cross and, and, and dying to oneself. So, I mean, it's got all kind of different, you know, deep meanings to it um, for me. And I wanted it to be vague enough to where people can, you know, interpret it into whatever um, makes sense in what's going on in their life. Um, but it's also, you know, tackling some actually pretty heavy issues that I've dealt with. So, um, it's real, it's honest, and, uh, you know, it comes from the heart. Now, did, uh, during the pandemic time, did you delve into the live streaming? Uh, did, did you have to get a little bit more tech-savvy in the time as well? Had, definitely had to get a little more tech-savvy. Did a lot more Zoom calls and, uh, you know, interviews over the phone and everything. So definitely had to get a little more proficient in using technology, which I'm not great at. <laughs> um, we didn't really do any live streams. Um, we did a couple of... Uh, like YouTube videos and stuff, but you know, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of was bitter about it at first when I saw all these other bands doing this live stream thing and just putting their Venmo up. And I don't know. It just kind of like, it wasn't my thing. You know, I'm not out there trying to beg people for money. You know, I just want to write music and people to enjoy it. So I kind of just, I, I wasn't really interested in doing that. I, I don't blame you either. I, I, you know, I was, I helped out a couple of times and was uh, yeah. very, very thankful that I wasn't asked to help with very, with those very often either. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, we talked about uh, the upcoming single, the uh, yeah. one about the devil, also the video and uh, upcoming tour dates as well and stuff like that. Where can, where can folks keep up with all that, Cody? 
Uh, they can follow me on all my social medias. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at Cody Weaver Music. Or you can get on my newsletter. You can go to my website. It's CodyWeaverOfficial.com. And uh, I don't keep up with my newsletter nearly as much as I should, but uh, I do some special giveaways and stuff like that. And we're actually going to be giving away some of the props from our music video that we made um, for some of our special listeners. So, yeah, make sure everybody goes up and signs up for the newsletter. There's going to be big stuff on the horizon. All right. Again, uh, follow him at Cody Weaver Music. And, uh, Cody, it has been great to visit with you today, sir. I uh, I wish you continued success and looking forward to uh, to everybody being able to check out the, the new single. Thank you, buddy. I'm really excited for everybody to hear it, and uh, I hope that it adds some value and some meaning to someone's life. Well, thanks again for joining us for this 139th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, maybe anything else you'd like to know, you can hit me up on the contact page at gqwithcam.com. You can follow us also on socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at gqwithcam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, visit our merch store where we've got hoodies, Shirts, tumblers, mugs, stickers, and more. That's gqwithcam.com forward slash shop. If you have a special guest idea, you can email me gqwithcam at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsor for today's episode, Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road in Altus. Call them for more information at 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8200. Seven three. Also, thanks to our good friend Brandon Allen for coming up with our theme music. We're going to let him play us out. We'll be back with episode 140 real soon. <laughs>